This Friday, Five got particularly raucous and weird as we had the battle of Nick's National Animal Picks versus my National Lampoon Picks, as promised last week. Because, you know, we here at D2B2 Sports, we make a promise on a weird concept like that, and we deliver. So here it is now, y'all, the Friday Five. I don't know. So, obviously, the the national bird of the U.S. is the bald eagle. But you probably knew this. It was just it slipped your mind. It slipped my mind. But the American bison is also a national and well, it's a national mammal of the United States. But so all these different, well, all animals have like different like Latin names, right? Like the the Korean tiger is the Panthera tigris altaica. Or the uh, Asian elephant is Elephus Maximus. Um, Snow leopard, Panthera uncia. Do you know what the Latin name for the American bison is? I do not. Bison, bison. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because, like, clearly bison means bison, but, like, does bison also mean American? How does that, what's that translation? It's like Manute Bull's kid being Bull Bull. I love that Manute Bull's kid is Bull Bull. <laughs> like, I also, there should be more people who have the same first name and last Yeah, name. like I love my favorite of the Bogdanoviches is Bogdan Bogdanovich. I like that too. Yeah. Like nothing against Boyan. This is not a slanderous thing against Boyan. I'm personally fond of the Bogdanoviches as a whole. Like this family, I'm down with y'all's cause. But Bogdan Bogdanovich is definitely my favorite. It sounds better when you have an Eastern European name than when you have an American name, right? Like John Johnson just makes you sound like an asshole. Yeah, I went to elementary, middle, and high school with a kid named Robert Robertson. Yeah, that's and I always felt that's, bad for that kid. Sounds like an idiot. Yeah, no, I felt bad for that kid. He got teased a lot. He was a he was yeah. a heavy set kid. Nick Nickerson. Yeah, doesn't work. Yeah, I felt bad for that dude for Dick sure. Dick Dickerson. That sounds better, only for porn star ramifications. Ooh, Dick Dickerson. Yeah, I mean, but the, you're doing like really cheesy. Like you're doing. I don't care. It works. Oh, it no. Works. Yeah, I'm, like I'm you, not saying it doesn't. Every porn role you do, you're going to be like a construction worker. Oh, no. I was going to say you're in all the, like, the remakes of popular movies with like a porn pun title. Like you're in like the Lord of the G strings. You're in like there's a, the fucking, There's a career like, there. Yeah. You're in like uh, all of the all of those porn movies that are just named after <laughs> popular movies and are just porn remakes of those movies. That's your get down. Yeah. Yeah. If you're Dick Dickerson. Yeah. Cockwork Orange. Ooh, yeah. Yep. You definitely starred in Cockwork Orange. Or at least you might have even been like a secondary character in Cockwork Orange. The guy behind the guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that's like, he's in like one bang scene, but not like a bunch of bang scenes, you know? Right. I don't know the Clockwork Orange well enough to see where he would fit in the plot. It's honestly. a weird fucking movie. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But I think there's enough dilly and or dally for the moment. A dilly dally D2, if you will. It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. Which again is dilly dally 
But let's get into the Friday motherfucking five. Big Nick, what's happening? I'll tell you what, a lot is going on, and you already got my mind moving with this dilly-dally. Because you know what I think goes well with some dilly and some dally? Dilly bars from Dairy Queen? Oh, God. Some silly and some Sally. Where's <laughs> Sally at? Where's Sally at? Get her over here. Sally. Sally, where you at, girl? I don't know any Sallys. Do you know a fucking Sally? I don't think I've ever met anyone named Sally. No, the only Sally I historically know of is S- Sally Jesse Raphael. Sally Field. Ah, uh, touche. Sally yeah. Fields. That's that even more iconic. Uh, what about Detroit Pistons bad boy John Sally? Ooh, phenomenal point. Yep. Never met him either. Never met him, though. Yeah, no, he's never been to the crib. Do you have to be at least 60 years old to be named Sally? I think probably, or Sully. 50. Uh, Sully? Yeah, Sally and Sully, probably of equal age ranges. I think you have to be a redhead to be named Sully. Mm. Or a donkey. See, donkey I can get behind for sure. And, well, uh, I'll tell you what. The spirit of this leads us right into the theme of the episode. We talked about this last week. It, we're going to do it. What's the theme of our Friday Five, Dees? I'm fucking excited about this, man. Uh, so, first of all, I'm Derek Weber. Derek. Derek. That's Nikki Sager. Hey, Nikki, cover Winkler and Bees. And the theme of today... I'm so excited, I didn't even want to introduce ourselves. No, no, I just you... want to get rip-roaring ready to go. Ooh, R3. Mm. Fuck yeah. Uh, today's theme is Big Nick is going to present his Friday Five Bets, which if you've never listened before, consists of three individual bets, one player prop bet, and one parlay. All NFL-based. All NFL... Well, all NFL-based. And Why uh, did you say well? Do you have something... We, are you going to throw something that's not... Fucking football F2. We'll find out, man. Life, oh, life changes. God damn it. The seasons come and go. Fall is here. It's getting darker and colder outside. And as it gets colder outside, my heart drifts to a different place. <sighs> but. All right. Nick's theme is national birds. Well, no, no, no. National animals. National animals. I'm this sorry, is after that- you made the claim last week that every country had a national animal. Which I then dialed back pretty quick after the initial burst of claim. How far probably back? Mo- I just said most. I would. I said majority. I would said. I said my official claim by the end was over half. Do you stand by that claim? I do stand by that claim. There are sixty-one countries that have national animals. Oof! So definitely less than half. However, there is probably close to one national animal per country. On the globe, because a lot of countries have many national animals. Ooh, okay. A national mammal, a national bird, national fish, a national reptile. Some okay. get really out there. Nice. I like getting really out there. Oh, And God. Nick basically challenged me. Once uh, the national uh, animal conversation came up, national lampoon naturally, <laughs> naturally followed. So that is what I will be theming my bets around. I have my National Lampoon picks versus Nick's National Animal picks <laughs> on today's installment of the Friday Five. I don't know what you have coming for me, but my shit is going to go sideways so fast. I've got I've, I'm a, I live life sideways. So like for me, if I go so if I go too far sideways, one could argue that I'm just up and down again. 
Like I, that might be the case for me. I might have gone. It's a so 180 far, degree turn. I might have gone so far sideways that I'm currently upright. No, you'd, you'd be upside down, as opposed to sideways. Unless you did a 90 and then you just turned around and went back. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a 270. Is really what I did. Like, oh. I, I was like, so I was like just 90 degrees shy yeah. of a 360, where I landed back to my normal sideways. I got you. So basically, I was upside down, sideways the other way, and I'm upright because I like, somehow spun so far around. It's like turning left in a circle. Yeah, you got to go all the way around before you get there. Yeah, exactly. It's good. Yep. That's where we're at, dude. That's what we're doing. That's the schniz, the boots with the fur, the whole shebang. Uh, I've got some something to flip for us. I bet. Uh, I do not actually have a lighter on me today, unlike, or, or, which is a little strange for me, won't lie. Do you have any flippable objects over there? Appreciate your honesty. Flip that book. What's the name of oh, that book? This is Minnie, uh, Disney's Minnie in This Little Piggy. Oh, that fits very right cute in. Little, we've got a cute little pig and a bird playing, a, a little tiny bird playing an even tinier violin. We've got Minnie shaking some maracas, Daisy up in this joint, some pretty dope purple shoes, even though she has, like, uh, you know, duck feet. I don't really know why you'd want to wear, have to wear shoes. And Webbed duck feet. feet. Webbed feet, thank you. Uh, and so we've got Minnie sa- cover side with Minnie, or the back side, which is other books you can preview in the series. So One of which looked to be the pokey little puppy from far away. Is the one up top? Up. It is the Pokey Little Puppy. My man knows his kids' books over here, folks. Get some. Get some Pokey Little Puppy. Uh, call it in the air. Pokey Puppy. Ah, oh, mini side. Shit. Uh, I'm going to have you go first. Okay. Are you ready for this? I am ready for this. First national animal pick. I'm going to throw a... Oh, man. All right, I'm going to throw a country out there, and I'm going to see if you can guess what the national animal of this country is. Because it, it once I get there, it's not going to be as challenging as it sounds. But what do you think is the national animal of Bangladesh? Ooh, the nat- I'm going to guess a tiger. A Bengal tiger. Yeah. Which fits I well with Bangladesh. Well yes. Right? Yeah. Now, first of all, my bronze pick, my one-star pick, is the Cincinnati Bengals minus 1.5. But I'm not taking you on a journey to Bangladesh because that's too fucking easy for my national animal that represents this pick. The Bengals are not represented by a Bengal. Certainly not. In my world... The Bengals are represented by the national bird of Peru. Would the national use? bird of Peru is the Andean cock of the rock. Andean cock of the rock. If you were a company that want, I know, let me rephrase. What types of companies do you think Joe Burrow? would be a perfect figurehead for it from a marketing standpoint. Like, if you were where, – where does Joe Burrow fit in the advertising world? Uh, right off the top of my uh, dome, I would picture him uh, endorsing some type of sunblock with a reasonably high SPF. Like, talking about going to the beach That's but getting good. sick of that sunburn. If you're high up in the Andes Mountains, I could see sunblock working. 
So I, I picture him in that. Um, I picture him endorsing like an oddly specific snack or candy, like maybe Junior Mints. Yeah. Trying to get up in the game with some Junior Mints. So I got to tell you, the, the Andean cock of the rock just spoke to me because when I think Joe Burrow, I see that picture of him in the locker room smoking a stogie. Reminds me of Joe Namath, and I think this guy should be endorsing like mattresses or condoms or the day after a pill because that dude fucks. Because that that's dude what fucks. you are looking for out of the Andean cock of the rock. It's very nice. Uh, Joe Burrow traveling back to the Superdome. First time he's played in the Superdome since winning the 2019 National Championship with the LSU Tigers. Man, he's, he's been a big cat for many years of his life now. In that game, Joe Burrow threw for 463 yards and five touchdowns, 221 of those yards and two touchdowns to former and current teammate Jamar Chase. I think that the... The studs on the Bengals' offensive side of the ball get so much attention, probably because we live in a world where fantasy football is so relevant, that it, it, it really outshadows the fact that they do have a quality defense, right? A defense that should be able to slow down a New Orleans Saints offense that's going to be led by God knows who. I don't I don't think Jameis Winston is supposed to play. I, Andy Dalton, I, don't, I can't imagine there's any type of revenge scenario where Andy Dalton is dying to beat the old Cincinnati Bengals uniform that he used to put on back in the day. But the Saints offense doesn't do a whole lot to surprise me. Taysom Hill had a bonkers game last week. I mean, he ran for three touchdowns, over 100 yards, actually had a receiving touchdown. I think he recovered a fumble on special teams also, if I remember correctly. But there's no way that the Bengals defense is going to let this happen again, right? Like, if, if Taysom Hill lines up in the Wildcat, like, you know what's going to fucking happen, right? I can't imagine that he has a day like this again against a defense that is substantially better than Seattle's. I think that one and a half points, it's, it's, it's figure that I'm pretty comfortable laying against a, sense, a Saints team that has really underperformed on defense. And I don't want to say has overperformed on offense, but I think that I don't see them having the same level of success that they had against Seattle last week. Thoughts on my cock of the rock or Joe Burrows, the Andean cock of the rock, the Andean cock of the rock. Well, I got to say it was not on my big board of animals. You would find your way to, as I didn't know of the existence. What kind of bird is the cock of the rock? I want to know more about this bird visually. Describe it to me. Talk, give me some, give me some physical anecdotes of the cock of the rock. So it's like a bird of prey. Is it like a scavenger bird? So like a, um, a if you can visualize bird? if you can visualize a love bird in your uh, in your mind, that's probably what it looks like. Big or ironically enough, the the cock of the rock is all black and orange. No Ooh, joke. Nice Fuck orange that. head, right, black tail, nice plume. Uh, it's sort of a rounded, crested head. All these things sound like Joe Burrow, to be quite honest with you. Lovely. No, that sounds like a sweet-ass bird. I like it. Strong bronze pick. I like the Bengals this weekend as well. I, I'm still pretty confident the Bengals are, in fact, a very good football team in spite of the slow start. I think it's leveling out really well right now. Like I know they lost against the Ravens, but that was a good tight game against one of the best teams in the NFL. So I think the Bengals are on a safe trajectory for a sound win this week. And Joe Burrow, a cock of the rock. 
Fuck yeah. All right, sweet. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with my pick that is going against... Or let, let me rephrase. Oh. Let me rephrase slightly. This pick is represented... I was thinking about the Griswold Station Wagon. I love it. Iconic piece of the entire franchise to me. The Family Cruiser. The Family Cruiser. Exactly right, sir. And I was thinking about things that that cruiser invokes in me. Emotions that I have about that cruiser. About time spent with that cruiser. About dead aunts riding on the roof of that cruiser. And here's the thing about the Family Cruiser. It takes a while to get places. And it was with that thought process, I was like, who else takes a while to get places? And I thought, huh, the Arizona Cardinals, in fact, take a good while to get places. Because they never score points early. They just fucking muddle around for a while. And then they finally have to play catch-up. Just muddling around in a birdbath. Just birdbathing it up. Birdbathing it. In the rain capital of the U.S. of Seattle. And... I was like, how can I take advantage of this sluggish starting Arizona Cardinals team? And that's when I found the Seahawks to score, uh, Seahawks first score touchdown plus 190, which is my opening bet here, betting on the uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals station wagon to be late late in production. Is that first score of the game? The first score of the game being Seahawks a touchdown, touchdown by the okay. Seahawks. So yes. a Seahawks field goal, you lose. Correct. All right. Yeah. It's a little bit I of a still specific like call, but I still like it. I'm like, the Cardinals are going to take forever to do something. And uh, I could have taken, uh, there was options on field goal or option on touchdown. I chose touchdown. If I lose to a fi- if I lose by a Seattle field goal happening instead, eh, so be it. No, I like, I, I don't, I don't have this game anywhere on my Friday five, but we might talk about it when it gets DFS time. Um, but I was kind of thinking about how I foresee this game evolving, and I share the same mentality as you. And I'm intrigued by doing like a double result play on this game, where you like bet Seahawks first half, Cardinals full game. Like that crossed my mind, which seems like it, it's straight in line with what you said. The Family Cruiser. Yeah, the Family Cruiser gets you there by the end. It just has a lot of hiccups and shit early. And during those hiccups early, the Seahawks are going to come out and score that first touchdown. But once you get to the end, you're blasting around on roller coasters at Wally World. That's Kyler Murray in the fourth quarter, baby. Fuck yeah. Yep. Yeah. See, that's that's how this analogy plays through. Yeah. And this particular bet felt like the most fun way at plus 190 to take advantage of that setup. But I did have a tough. I did have a tough time naming this pick for that reason. The family cruiser. It's the family cruiser. I think pick. that's what they called the, the, the station. I think wagon, you're right. right. Yeah, yeah. I just have the Griswold station wagon written next to it in my notes. That works. But that's it. That's my first pick. Start with the cruiser. You know, it's uh start with just a foundational vehicle in the franchise. I was trying to confirm if the family cruiser was correct or not. Internet is not helping me out with this. It's probably too weird of a thing to look up. Hmm. Well, we can just move along in the meantime. It's fine. People, yeah. let us know in the comments if we're wrong. You know, let us know what's up. Tell us what the the vehicle's actually called if we fucked it up. And in the meantime, Nick, how's what's your next pick? I like that you went a little bit off the 
off the grid with your first pick. Like you're not just a straight games play, not a straight total play. Because I did something similar with my second pick. Ooh, nice. All right. And this is going to involve a trip to gorgeous Denmark. Ooh, gorgeous Denmark. Denmark is one of the countries that has numerous different national animals, one of which being the red squirrel. Would you like to hear a little bit about the red squirrel? I would love to hear about the red squirrel. This is coming straight from the most trustworthy website in existence, Wikipedia. Social organization is based on dominance and hierarchies within and between the sexes, although males are not necessarily dominant to females. The dominant animals tend to be larger and older than subordinate animals. So in this hierarchy, where the older and larger animals control the environment, all I can think about is Kenny Pickett's little hands being blasted around by old, big Tom Brady. <laughs> so what's the bet? This is, this is clever, uh, I think. And I think I really like this play a lot, believe it or not. Um, how about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team total... Over 13 and a half, first half. So I think in this land of red squirrels, Tom Brady comes out and asserts his dominance early, puts a shitload of points on the board, much like Buffalo did last week, against a Pittsburgh Steelers secondary where literally everybody missed practice yesterday. Not a single player in their secondary practiced yesterday. Wow. So I see plenty of opportunity for Brady to come out, light up the scoreboard. This... Buccaneers team is not afraid to score points early. They put a ton of points on the board against what was it? Against your 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 Falcons last week. I know you kind of went sideways on that. Bet. Yeah, so that this actually turned out the worst way possible for me. I had I would have won money if Tampa Bay was up by anywhere from one to twelve points in that game against the Falcons at the first half. They instead stopped the Falcons in the first half by thirteen and then narrowly won the game well within the window that I needed to be in the first half at the end. Well, so my hope is that I guess they only got to 13 last week, but the, the red squirrel actually has a, they, apparently they have a very poor spatial memory, right? So like most squirrels, you know, they gather a lot of nuts and fruits and other things to eat, and they, they bury them somewhere, or they hide them in trees, but uh, apparently the red squirrel just kind of like forgets where they put them. Ah, no. Bad spatial memory. Yeah, where did so I put those nuts? Hopefully Brady will just forget that they're winning 14 nothing and just keep gunning the, well, 10 nothing, 13 nothing, and keep chucking the ball down the road, which makes sense for a man of his age. The memory's got to be going a little bit. The memory's got to be going a little bit. Plus, his mind is in other places right now. Yeah, I mean, it, listen, if his neck and his cheeks are gone, you got to figure his brain is probably a little bit gone, too, right? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm assuming that uh, Brady comes out, makes the Steelers secondary look like they're wearing a bunch of wooden shoes like all the uh, Danes love to do, and hopefully just tells them to... Shut the fuck up in honor of the another national bird of Denmark, the mute swan. The mute swan. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Mute swan. Wait, so is this so there's a double animal pick? Yeah. 
Nice. Oh, we're getting to yeah. nice. Okay, the double animals. So we're getting a red squirrel versus the mute swan battle. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on here? Yep. Okay. At, at, at first, in the beginning, it sounded like they were both red squirrels because the one was bigger and fatter, was asserting his dominance over the other one. Oh, no, no, and no. And no, then no. now the other one has become a mute so the, swan. So the Brady versus Pickett, that rant was about two different red squirrels where the older and bigger red squirrel dominates Listen, remember everyone talking about Kenny Pickett's small-ass hands during the draft process? I do remember that. That's where I went when I was thinking about the age, size, dominance in the Red Squirrel community. And then I was using the Mute Swan as a reference to the Steelers secondary, who will all be wearing Danish wooden shoes. And Ah, Tom Brady will tell these Mute Swans to shut the fuck up. Not that swans wear shoes, although we just learned that apparently ducks wear shoes. Well, in the in the Disney lore. So, for the record, oh. she still doesn't have pants on. So That's fair. Still no pants for the ducks of Disney. Well, but you, but shoes are necessary. You can't shake that tail feather if you're wearing pants. That's true. I mean, you can cut a little hole for the tail feather to stick out of. I don't know. I feel yeah. like there's ways. You can also cut a hole for that Andean cock of the rock. You need to cut a big hole for that Andean cock. Man. Ooh. Come at me. Lampoon style. Lampoon in it. My, so, well... So I don't, I don't always have them ranked three to one as much like you do nah. within mine. So I'm going to go with the one that's relevant to what you just said. Nice. And uh, this is my, I'm a zit. Get it? Pick. And that's because it's sloppy. It's mm. messy. It's well, the game is just so sloppy. And quite frankly, I do not understand. I guess because Vegas assumes this will be an ass whooping that this person would have to throw the ball around a lot. But I feel like Vegas is giving Kenny Pickett too much credit with a line of over under 237.5. That's got to be what it is. It's got to be a Yeah, it's like he's going to be throwing the ball all game because they're behind. Yeah. But I still took the under because I still think Kenny Pickett sucks. And uh, so he's exit. Get it? And he's just going to get popped. Pop. Yeah. So that's where we're at with that. It's just the zit bit. The zit bit. The zit bit. Pick it. Pick it pick with it, the zip, zip bit. bit. Yeah, the pick it zip bit. Yeah, man. Kenny Pick... 237 and a half? Man. That's the theory. The theory. Uh, listen, sure. it, I mean, it, it, the only way that he gets there is if my first half prediction comes true. Yeah, that's true. But he still might not get there. Still might know. not. Yeah. I, I can see hands. a world where they get their ass whooped and he still is just ineffective. Mm, smells like cabbage. Yeah. I'm going to contradict myself later, by the way, on this. Like, oh, God. Just just to, like, let the world know. Because I'm a walking contradiction. But I like this underplay. I think you're going to be surprised by my next three-star gold pick. For two different reasons. I think it's just going to surprise you. And also, we're going to double it up. This is going to be a six-star pick. Holy shit. So this is this is going to be, well, I guess if we were actually grading them in terms of how I rank them, this would be my, my favorite pick to date. And this involves a journey to the wonderful land of Pakistan. This is a six-star pick because Pakistan happens to have six national animals. Six stars, six animals following. All right. One of which being the Indus River Dolphin. 
Oh, man. Hell yeah. That sounds so, so we... fucking majestic. Oh, God. I know. And it is a glorious, glorious looking creature. I want to ride on a river dolphin. We're going to rip on the, uh, the dolphins plus three and a half against the Vikings. Um, another national animal, the national reptile, as a matter of fact, of Pakistan, is the mugger crocodile. The mugger crocodile. They're, they have a very precarious ranking on the uh, level of endangerment. They are ranked as vulnerable, much like I think the Minnesota Vikings are. As hot take here, D's, what's the worst 4-1 team in the NFL? The Giants? It's not the fucking Giants. It's the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, boy. I uh... Vulnerable Vikings, V2. Ooh, I'd love a V2, man. We're, we, we're getting close to rounding out the alphabet by now. If any of you listeners want to help break down which letters we've tuned at this point, that would be sweet. Do you know what the mugger crocodile, the vulnerable mugger crocodile, does in extreme heat? Eats river dolphins? It burrows into a hole underground, much like Kirk Cousins is going to do. Um, Kirk Cousins is terrible against the Blitz. Miami Dolphins love to Blitz. On the year... Kirk Cousins, 21 for 44, 185 yards, two interceptions against the Blitz. Three of the four games that the Minnesota Vikings have won this year have come against the Green Bay Packers, which was a team that was decimated by injuries in week one and also has no fucking wide receivers. They beat the New Orleans Saints in Andy Dalton's first start without Michael Thomas. And they beat the Chicago Bears, who basically have no goddamn passing game to speak of in any way. Now, on the flip side, their defense got completely decimated by the Detroit Lions and the Philadelphia Eagles um, in a game where Amon Ross St. Brown actually left the game, if I remember correctly, right? Or was that against Seattle? Or did he leave the game against Minnesota and then not play against Seattle? I think that's the one. I think that last one. Left the game against Minnesota, didn't play against Seattle. So the Vikings defense got demolished by these two passing games, but flourished against three horrible passing teams. In comes the national bird of Pakistan, the Shaheen Falcon. The Shaheen Falcon can achieve speeds of 200 miles per hour while diving. That's very fast. That's fucking insane. I, I learned a lot of things during this process. I would have never thought that a bird could fly 200 goddamn miles an hour. But does that not remind you of Tyreek Hill blazing up the field, torching the Minnesota secondary? Even, even if Skylar Thompson is playing quarterback. Because apparently despite the fact that Teddy Bridgewater cleared concussion protocol... Mike McDaniel's not going to play him anyway. So hopefully this speaks to the fact that he just strictly trusts rookie Skylar Thompson and that, not that he's afraid of another concussion backfired disaster like he's dealing with with Tua. But here's the deal, right? And this is something that I don't think I've brought up this year, but I love betting on good teams that are playing a backup quarterback. Because I think that the public just drastically overvalues the difference of quarterback when the rest of the roster is solid. But conversely, I also love betting against shitty teams with a backup quarterback. 
Love that. That, may, that makes sense. I'm picking up what you're laying down there. But I like this scenario. So, so far you've got three national animals involved on this three-star pick. Well, I didn't work all six of them into well, it. Well, no, yeah, no, I mean, I just, uh, no, yeah. I, I, no, I love that you had one animal for the one-star, yeah. two animals for the two-star. I see what you did here, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm complimenting your game, son. Mm-hmm. Well done. Very fucking nice. Which leads to my next national lampoon pick. <laughs> Which I was uh my one of my favorite National Lampoon movies, if not my favorite, is Vegas Vacation. Sure, big fan of Vegas Vacation. Fits into the theme of the show. Fits into the theme of the show nicely. V two also, by the way. Uh, Vegas Vacation also a V two. That How'd is you correct. Miss that? Yeah, went right over my head, dude. I don't know. That's not me. Well, I had I was inspired by the classic B two the bad beat of our name that, and I was thinking about Clark Griswold and the, the bad beats he takes in the beginning of the movie and the types of bets that a guy like Clark Griswold would make that would lead to such bad beats. If you were comparing to like NFL betting versus casino style betting. All right. And the chiefs bills over 54 feels like the type of bet that he would take a bad beat on. So I'm going to go with the dirtier play, the side of it that I think way less people are going to ride, and take the Chiefs-Bills under 54. I can get behind that. I'm taking the yeah. under on this. Like, Obviously, there's an entire possibility where this winds up being a 70-point spread, of course. But then there's also the possibility that both these teams just kind of Play better defensively than we thought they would, and this winds up being like a 44-point final. Yeah, I can very much get behind this. I'm totally staying away from this game because I think that, I don't know, I, I, I kind of just want to sit back and watch it. Yeah, you know I mean? I, uh, I'm, I'm minus a couple little fantasy implications here and there, mostly out of this game as well. But this, as I couldn't resist when I was thinking about the Clark Griswold type of bad beat he'd take, and I feel like this would be the game it would be at. He'd be like, oh, yeah, Chiefs-Bills are going to score a ton of points. I'm going to put a bunch of money on sure. it. Sure, yeah. It, like, it seems very square. Like, yeah, if you were making Vegas vacation today and had just a square-ass dude like a Clark Griswold walk in and make a sports bet, this would be the type of sports bet it would be on. In the movie, it would be the, a comically low score final. It'd be like a he'd bet the over on the fifty four, and it'd be like a seventeen point game total. No, it'd be like it'd be like 10, 33 to twenty. I think he'd lose by one. Point. Oh yeah, you're right. No, yeah. it'd be right there, and yeah. it'd be because like a squirrel ran on the fl- on the red field. Squirrel. A red squirrel ran on the field during a. Uh, gimme field goal that would have put him over while the team winning by 13 was going for two for no reason whatsoever yeah it's just like on like the most nonsensical comedic thing you're absolutely right yeah good call good call smart smart if i were if i were going to go that direction i would probably do under 27 first half just because you bet on the slow start versus the slow final i I think if you're going to get burned it's going to be late in the game right yeah that that seems more the defense is getting a little more tired and then the scorching points start happening sure um you know, this is the first time Patrick Mahomes has ever been an underdog at home. Ever. Wow. 44 games. First time he's ever been a dog. That makes sense, though. In what situations in his past would you have had him as a dog at home? I can't think of I, any. Like, I don't know. If the, if the Patriots went there when he was a rookie. Which sure. Which I think happened. And I think he beat the shit out of him. 
Um, oh, is that? I think that if, remind, it was like a Monday night game or a Sunday night I was about to say, game. this is the game that Tom Brady got benched because the, the Patriots were losing so bad. And everyone was like, Brady's washed. It's over. It's done. Yeah. And then they like won the Super Bowl. Then they, Yeah, I think they beat the Rams. Yeah. In the Super Bowl, yeah, thirteen to three. Yeah, it was a shit. Yeah, that shit bag Super Bowl. Yeah, it was like the, it was yeah. like the Amazon Prime version of the Super Bowl, Thursday night football edition. <laughs> nice on a Sunday. Can you like that fucking game sucked last night too, man? How bad? How bad do you feel if you're all right? Listen, if I'm Jeff Bezos, right? Whatever the my marketing guy is that decided to pay God knows how many million dollars for this NFL exclusivity agreement on Thursday, like we're having a very stern conversation about why you didn't see the schedule first, right? Like, what do you pay? Fucking commies, bears, but Col- I mean, I guess I, the Colts Broncos game I would have thought was going to be a good game before the year started. Yeah. I, I'll only make this argument because I, I agree with you about the quality of football being played. But my arg- my counter argument would be, does it even matter if it's one of the bad games? You're still gonna get eyeballs because NFL is still king sport. No, I know, and especially when there's no other right game on, right? But like, but yes, I th- I certainly would be looking around like, can we get better games than fucking this? On that note, the NFL should just get it together and just set it up so they can flex games whenever the fuck they want. Because why isn't this Bills-Chiefs game a Monday night or a Sunday night game? Yeah, how are we not getting this right? in prime like, time? Like, have you seen Russell Wilson play football this year? Like, get that fucking dude off prime time. He's played primetime games, like, four times this year already. Yeah, and, and it's Monday all night again. terrible. Like, and he's, and he's, like, he's questionable also, right? Uh, yeah. He's got, like, a labrum injury, I think. Mm-hmm. Tough break. Could be a labia injury. If you've seen oh, those fucking subway snap. commercials. Oh, man. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Uh, where are we, though? I got lost in the sauce there. Cambodia. We're in Cambodia because it's time for my prop play. Oh. It's all about the coupre. <laughs> We're heading to Cambodia, kids. Cambodia, baby. Do you know what a coupre is? I do not, sir. Looks like a bull. Tight. Yeah. Fuck um, yeah. Apparently... This is interesting. I was I was giving you a little clue into this, but uh, apparently experts assume there are around 250 coupre remaining in the world. But they also admit that they may be extinct because the last time one was seen was in 1969. <laughs> might be out there. So we haven't seen them in 50 plus years. We haven't they, seen we one in 50 there. years. But if we had to guess, we'd say there's 250. It's phenomenal. I don't know how you come to that fucking conclusion, which, for that matter, makes me question how the books uh, decided that an adequate total for Zach Ertz was only 48.5 yards this week. <laughs> nice. All right. I, nice. So you're taking the over on the Zach Ertz yardage. Zach Ertz over 48.5. Seattle has gotten decimated by tight ends uh, all year long. Zach Ertz, like, quite frankly, he and TJ Hawkinson have a lot of similarities in how they play their game. And TJ Hawkins put, put up a buck 70. And two scores against the Sea Bags. Uh, Kyle Pitts' only good game he had all year was against Seattle, where he had 84 yards. Uh, the Coupre thrives in thick monsoon forests, which I would assume have a climate much like Seattle, Washington. Shit, rain, overcast, probably fewer Starbucks in the monsoon forest, but generally similar climate. And 
this other little uh, nugget that I read is that they uh, they like to spend most of their time around salt licks, mud pits, and water holes. And all of those terms sound like the Seattle defense to me. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You're a funny guy. Ertz. I like that quite a bit. Ertz over 48 and a half. Ertz all over him. Ertz and on him. Outstanding, sir. That was a fun trip to Cambodia. I had a good time. As did I. I, got, I like Southeast I got, Asia. I got uh, so, uh, some puka shells while I was there. And it, it came up with a happy ending, too. It was all there. I was I was happy the whole time. The Deshaun start, Watson approved. <sighs> I don't I don't like it. Sorry. That's okay. It's better than puka shells. I don't want that dude's approval. That guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Anyway, Kenny pick I already did that one. Ah. Sorry, I got confused because it's also a prop. So I was like, you know, I got confused. That's right. My player prop, and this is where I mentioned I was going to contradict myself, so we're just going to do it nice and quickly here. But uh, this was inspired by the National Lampoon Vacation reboot that just came out pretty recently Ooh. with Ed Helms a handful of years ago. Yeah. And that movie's pretty good. It was a funny movie. So that's my overall feeling about that movie was it's pretty good. Much like, I think... Unlike his quarterback, George Pickens is pretty good. So, with that in mind, and with the theory that they will be throwing the ball around a lot, even though I don't think that Kenny Pickett comes close to 237.5 yards, I do think George Pickens easily gets over four and a half receptions. I can actually completely get behind this. I know that those are contradictory. But they're, they're like barely contradictory. But... Pickett, so receptions, it, they're less contradictory than if we if you went over Pickett's yards. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. But, no, I, I'm, I'm a fan of this, and I don't think it's terribly far-fetched that both of those could land. Um, it, it, Kenny Pickett seems very comfortable throwing the ball to George Pickens. Absolutely. And uh, it, if the game plays out much like the, the Buffalo-Pittsburgh game did last year, I mean, he was just peppering George Pickett in that, Pickens in that game. Absolutely. Yeah, eight targets, six catches. Yep, I've said it before on this pod, and I'll keep saying it. I, I think George Pickens in for a strong season from here out, folks. Like, I'm not talking like elite caliber or anything, but I think he's going to be a guy that's going to have strong, effective weeks throughout the se- throughout the season here. Not every week, but he's going to have some really good weeks to come. I like Pickens to also. It. Pickens is a very, very talented ball player. I like Pickens, man. He's good. But yeah, that's that's my it's my vacation reboot. It's pretty good. He's pretty good. His face pretty good. Yeah, like it's you know it's just kind of broadly across the board. It's pretty good. I I didn't get all that clever with my parlay, but I like it. That's fine. Oh, we're up to parlays. I just went goody. Yeah, it's time. It's parlay time. Goody goody. Um. I went with a. I did this in the. I did this once. I think it was two or three weeks ago, and I. I hit two out of three. So I'm hoping that we can clean house and do three out of three this time. But I. Uh, I roped off three guys to score touchdowns. Uh, Ramondre, Ramondre Stevens, uh, Ramondre Stevenson against the Browns. Listen, Damian Harris is not going to play. Stevenson looked sweet last week once he was getting a bulk of the carries. He's going to keep getting a bulk of the carries. There's nobody else in that backfield that's going to take time away from him. 
He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, the Browns' defense gives up touchdowns on the ground, right? Uh, Stevenson minus 135 to score seems very safe to me. Aaron Jones minus 130 to score against the Jets also seems very safe to me. I feel confused as to why the Packers gave Aaron Jones a shitload of money and they just haven't really been using him as much as they should. Uh, it, that game went sour against the Giants when the Packers stopped running the ball with a lead, which was a very confusing element of that game. Apparently, first of all, I don't understand how this happens to a fucking fully grown adult. And if it does happen, I don't understand why you tell the goddamn media. But apparently, like, Matt LaFleur just couldn't adjust to what the time was in London. Just couldn't adjust to the Like, time. he was, like, late for meetings and, like, never knew what fucking time it was. I don't know. Well, there's a name for that when you can't mm. you can't get that down. What's the name of that? I, I have no idea. I don't either. There's a term for it, though. Um, but... So maybe why that's what the You think the someone in the organization abandoned. would just be his handler at that point? Be like, no, we have to go. He'd be like, fucking... it's four in the afternoon. No, dude, it's fucking 11 a.m. What the fuck? Put a goddamn watch on, man. Like, doesn't your cell phone change time zones when you do? Like, how fucking hard is this? To... I don't know. Yeah. Oh, his circadian rhythm. That's what I was trying circadian to think of. Circadian yeah. rhythm. I guess yeah. he was all jacked and didn't know what the hell was going on, which is... Something that would for, happen to a you work fucking for a, seven-year-old. You work for a multi-billion-dollar NFL franchise. Just have someone literally just be I in know. charge of you. Like, bro, we got to go. Take a shower. We're leaving. <laughs> That's so weird. It's really, really Fucking absurd. really weird, dude. Um, that being said, defenses have really had a hard time coming, coming back from London. But offenses haven't, right? Hmm. So... I don't expect the Packers to have a hard time scoring against the goddamn Jets. We already discussed the fact they have terrible receivers. Aaron Jones to score a TD, minus 130 seems, again, fair. So those are both 1 o'clock games, right? So the third leg of my three-player touchdown parlay is a little bit more far-fetched, but I don't think it's any anything close to unreasonable. Uh, it's Will Disley, Seattle tight end at plus 320. I've discussed that length that I fact I think Arizona is shitty up the middle, right? Will Disley gets a lot of red zone targets for the Seattle Seabags. Should be a high scoring game. So what's gonna happen is if we bring those first two legs home at one o'clock and we're hoping to see a Will Disley touchdown in the four o'clock game, we are really gonna start talking about the national bird of Argentina, the Rufus Hornero. Because I am going to spend the hours of 4.30 to 7.30 during the Seahawks-Cardinals game insisting that everybody calls me Rufus. And then if Will Disley does score, I'm going to be extremely hornero that I just hit an 11.90 parlay, plus 11.90. <laughs> nice, dude. Well done. Uh, I Rufus Hornero. Rufus Hornero. This sounds like a... I actually, it, it, to take us back in time, it sounds like an X-rated Harry Potter character. <laughs> Rufus Hornero, one thousand percent, very oversexual Hogwarts character. Yeah. Wow. Come full circle there. One last national animal getting in there. The Rufus Hornero. Tell me more about the Rufus Hornero. What type of? I don't. It's a bird. I don't know anything about the Rufus Hornero. I could 
fuck around and look it up. But well, you know, you do some research on that. I didn't that. get too uh, into the Rufus Ornero. I just liked the name, and I was I was ready to get going. No, I like that. Uh, just find out some more about the animal for me while I pr- tell you my parlay. I like yours, by the way. That's that's some fun action. I like that it comes with a nickname for you in the afternoon time if the first two legs it. Rufus. Rufus. Hornero. Hornero. Uh, yeah, and I hope that it takes him a little while to hit that touchdown so people couldn't call you Rufus for a little while. I know. And then you get, like, the second half touchdown, and you're like, Hornero! Um, so my three-leg parlay is inspired by the food fight scene from National Lampoon. Two Animal House references. Double up on the Animal House. I mean, it's... It's an iconic movie. And more specifically, the chaos that is that food fight. Yeah. So, inspired by that very chaos, I made a three-leg NBA parlay, folks. NBA tips off next week. We're getting jazzed up over here. I'm fucking excited that basketball's here. So, I have a three-leg... Is this a... like this, a, a first game of the year, or did you like some long term? Uh, first shit? two, just first two nights. Okay, first two nights. So this will be resolved before next Friday's recording. It's next like Monday and Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever days the season tips off on. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and this parlay goes over two seventeen and a half on the Pistons opener, uh, Orlando Magic at Detroit. Ooh. Over 217 and a half. I think both these young offenses have a little more talent than the national media probably realizes to start the season. We see yeah. a little hype start the season out. High scoring flurry. A little Franz Wagner action. A little Franz Wagner action. The next one is um, an over for a different reason. I have the Lakers at Warriors over 227 and a half. And this is more the Warriors coming out, guns of fucking Kimbo, just full blaze, and the Lakers have to score a decent amount of points to still lose by 10 or so. Game is at Golden State? At Golden State, yep. Uh, it's like the ring night. It's like opening night. They yeah, give yeah. their rings and all that stuff. And I think this number is probably a little low for what it would normally be with all the players that are involved in this game because of this Draymond kerfuffle that's not really going to matter come start a season. Like, this is one of those NBA stories that does not matter to real basketball terms. You know what I... Dudes punch each other in practice. This shit happens. It's it's funny because I... Just yesterday, there were... Like, it was one of those things where every show on ESPN wanted to talk about this, right? Well, of course. Which normally happens. Yeah. But they they were talking about, like, the surprise that, that the team wasn't going to suspend him. And as far as I'm concerned, like, if you're not in the locker room and you're not associated with the team, like, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, Agreed. you don't watch one video and decide that a guy should be suspended or shouldn't be suspended when you're just sitting in the underground like we are. Like, you think this is the first time guys ever got into a scuffle in fucking practice? I bet you the Bulls and Jordan and Rodman and all those fucking assholes used to fight every goddamn day in practice. Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face once. See what I'm saying? 
He yeah. was like, J- Steve Kerr said it. It's like, yeah, Jordan punched me in the face at practice before shit happens. You know who, who the problem is in this whole thing? Like, it's not fucking Jordan Poole. It's not Draymond Green. It's whatever fucking asshole let that video get out that's associated with the team. Like, the fuck, that guy should get fucking fired, right? Oh, yeah. No, they're going to fire that yeah. guy when they find him for sure. We may not hear about it, but that dude's done. That person's done for sure. Uh, so that's the first two legs. And then the final leg. As you predicted earlier, does indeed have a slight money line dog. Yeah. And that is the Sixers at the Celtics, plus 148. Ooh. No Time Lord? You think Embiid just goes nuts? I think Embiid Fuck goes nuts. Uh, I think I that... Don't even, I, don't, I don't know. There's nothing about Al Horford I don't like. I don't know why I felt the need to say that. I, I, I'm pretty big. I like Al Horford overall. Fuck him. But fuck him. I don't know. I place for the Boston team, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm naturally one to cheer against Boston and all athletics in general. Uh, no, the, I feel like opening night's always got one of the two games goes topsy-turvy. And as I said earlier, the Warriors, I think, comfortably beat the Lakers. So, therefore, this game has to be my topsy-turvy pick. I also like James Harden defensively, or I like James Harden against the you Celtics. Like, you just said you like James Harden I, defensively. I meant to say against the Celtics defense. I was that came out really poorly. I never like James Harden defensively. My that that came out strange. Um, I think he's going to come into this season with some piss and vinegar after people kind of thought he was on his <coughs> way down last year. Because I don't think he's on his way down yet. I think that was just a bad year. I expect a pretty strong year from Harden this year, so I'm excited to see this team start a season out after a full camp together and uh, with the slight rebuild, they're basically bringing in the Rockets 2.0, more or less, just kind of like doing it again, but this time with Embiid. Big, year, a- big year for Tyrese Maxey? Good year for Tyrese Maxey. I like Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Good year for Maxey. Good year for a couple guys in that rotation. Uh, but yeah, I, I like them f- to pull off the upset. I, combined with the coach situation in Boston, I think that type of th- I think that type of thing matters early in season more than like the Draymond punch. You just lost your head coach for the year. Head coaches matter in the NBA more than I think people give credit to. That's a fucking stupid situation too. But we're not going to get into that. Yeah, that like that's stuff. a whole dumbass situation. Yeah. But yeah, dude's gone for the year regardless. Like that ha- that happened. So I. I I think the Celtics lose this one. All right, but uh, that makes it a plus eight oh eight parlay total. I can play that game. Nice, and that brings us to the daily fantasy portion of this show, right? It's DFS time. That's right, Daddy. So I almost went double anarchy and made a basketball DFS, Fuck. but I, I didn't do it. I went football. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna wind up making some DFS on basketball because I just like doing it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the only time I've ever won big money, Nick and I won. Here's a fun anecdote about Nick and I's past. <laughs> about seven years ago or so, we were out doing some day drinking on a Monday, and had ourselves a nice quality afternoon. And at about five thirty to six p.m. He shows me his phone and goes, "Look at this basketball DFS." I just Why were we him. drinking so much that day? I don't recall. Was there any reason? No, I think we were just off work. It's good enough for me. Yeah, I thought, right. But yeah. yeah, I believe that we both just had the day off. So we started day drinking. Uh, you showed me this lineup that you had on your phone. And I was like, ooh, I really like like four of those plays. So I took like four of those from him. And then I b- built my own and changed the rest of the picks outside of those like four. And then we continued drinking and didn't really look much at them the rest of the night. 
I woke up the next morning to discover that I had won $1,000 on my daily fantasy basketball picks. And Nick, I text him, and he reveals he'd won like 800 or something like that. I hadn't even looked either until yeah. I got your text. Yeah. Um, pretty wild night that we both had a real good time with. A lot of fun. And that's the only big win I've ever had in daily fantasy. So I'm hoping to capture that magic once again in daily fantasy basketball this season. Capture the magic. That's right. But let's talk about this daily fantasy football and the lineups that we made. I actually have two versions for you. I do, too. Nice. I'm glad you said that because I was apprehensive to bring mine up. I need to I need to just, like, double-check a couple prices on the 2.0 version real quick and just jot them down while we're going because I have the 1.0 pulled up and I have a 2.0 that I have somewhere else, and I just, I'll just find the prices real quick. We'll just pull the second one up after we go through the first. All right. I mean, you don't want to go, like, quarterback, 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 quarterback. It's going to get confusing if we do it there. Yeah, yeah. No, just go, Yeah. All right. All right. It's your turn to go first. Hit me with your Q of Bs. Actually, I'm going to do – I've said it for if you, weeks. If you throw a fucking point guard at me, I'm going to go nuts. No, no, no. I'm not, man. I told you I wasn't. I won't. <laughs> I'm a man of my word. I gave you my word. You know who else is a man of his word? Rufus Hornero, who you're going to meet at 645 Sunday afternoon. Ooh, boy. I'm looking forward to meeting Rufus. Seems like a cool guy slash bird. So I'm, I'm going to try to get us in the habit of switching the format. We do this DFS, and I'm going to start with my defense. I just want to get it out of the way. I think it's more exciting to have our flex be last. So I'm starting with my defense. Uh, in this iteration is the 49ers defense. Uh, 49ers against the Falcons? Yeah. The 5-0 and against the spread Atlanta Falcons? You believe yeah. that shit? I just, I, that is wild. Fuck? Uh, that is wild. No, I just uh, just basically riding with this. This one, literally, you'll see why. I just happened to have enough money left over for them at the end. Okay. I was like, I bet they'll get a, a turnover, too. Why not? But uh, it was a heavy spending on defense compared to my normal but I took some really inexpensive stuff in this one, so I just like had money left over. All right, it was just there. So give me your defense first. You're not going to believe this, but somehow we made it through almost an entire episode without talking about the goddamn Jacksonville Jaguars. But that's my defense. Uh, Three thousand dollar Jags. Matt Ryan leads the fucking NFL in interceptions, fumbles, and sacks. Damn. How does that make you feel? Uh, makes me feel like I definitely knew Matt Ryan was trash coming into this season. It's not, we're just seeing it unfold. So Interceptions. Feel, makes fumbles. me feel not very surprised, I guess. And sacks. Uh, the Colts offense is... Uh, it doesn't get much less entertaining. So, $3,000 Jags offense. Pretty, pretty good value play. How much were your 49ers, by the way, brother? Uh, they were 3,700. Game on. Um, and then, so I guess we're on the quarterbacks now. Sure. Danny Dimes. Ooh. Getting, to, getting in the Danny Dimes action. This is more about the fact that I think they'll be playing catch up or it's just going to be a high, it's going to be either a full on slugout or Ravens take the lead and the Giants are playing catch up. But either way, 
Giants are going to score some points, baby. This I think this is a close. this is a sneaky overplay that Giants Ravens game. I, I might get there. I'm not there yet. I too would consider this over for that reason because yeah, I'm kind of on board with this game's got some points to it, folks. I want yeah. to I want to be involved. So, Danny Dimes, fifty two hundred. All right. I went a little bit higher than I usually do at quarterback, but uh, so this is this is my thought process, right? You know that I'm pretty big on, on trying to be contrarian in, in the right places. And it, uh, you can't convince me that there aren't going to be an insane amount of people that are all over this Bills-Chiefs game, right? Like, that's where everyone's going to fucking put their money, is this Bills-Chiefs game. A- am I wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong at all. I mean, it was your your Vegas vacation-themed <laughs> angle. So I had to go in a little bit of a different direction. And I took Kyler Murray. Uh, $7,300. I, I maintain that this Cardinals-Seahawks game is going to be high scoring. I think there's going to be some action late in the game. We talked about how I like the notion that uh, Seattle's winning at halftime and then Arizona comes back and wins this game. The road team actually like dominates this series, by the way. It's really absurd. Home team never wins. Terrible, terrible secondary in Seattle. Uh, Kyler Murray, 7300 Motherfuck yeah. Sweet. My first running back, I went with Jelf Wilson. Uh, 6,200. It's my first running back. Nice. <laughs> uh, he's been really good. It's been going well for him. Atlanta seems like they do poorly against the run. I can't get away from Jeff Wilson for $6,200. The, the price tag is really nice. That's actually uh, both my running backs I just have because I'm just like, wow, the price tag is just so fucking nice. I'm gonna There's play a lot them. of them. Running backs are very curiously priced. It's like DraftKings doesn't know what to do with running backs, and they're just like, I let's just make them 6000 Yeah, Yeah, and I'm just going to keep like There's so yeah. many running backs that are around 6000 I'm like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, yeah fuck I'll, yeah. I'll like, play all of you. Keep it going. Fuck man. yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, again, I talked about this last week. Like, d- despite my surprise when when uh, Elijah Mitchell got hurt, like Shanahan has no desire to spread the ball around. This is this is Jeff Wilson's job. 17, 18 carries a game every game. Uber consistent produces. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I could, wham bam. I couldn't say it at all. So Nick said it for me. There we go. I, I was stuttering my way through why I love Jeff Wilson. I think I was. It's a price tag thing for me where I'm just like, this guy's hella consistent for this price tag. Yeah. Wild. That's my RB1. What you got? RB1. Jeff Wilson. Oh, nice. Hilarious. I didn't. I, yeah. I missed that you just said that. Sweet. Yeah. So, I, I, do we have the same RB2 as well? Ramondre Stevenson? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Unplanned, by the way, folks. Absolutely. We didn't talk about this at all. We never talk about these in advance. Uh, yeah. Uh, that That's hilarious. Yeah. When you said 6K on the nose, I was like, he has the same RB2 as me as well. Yep. Uh, I'm going to keep playing this guy until he gets more expensive. Yeah, 161 yards last week. He had a couple catches. The guy's going to get all the action in that backfield. He didn't hit pay dirt last week, but I, I mean, I discussed the fact that I think he's going to score this week against Cleveland. That's another sneaky overplay for me, by the way. Like, I think people would assume that's going to be like a shit low scoring game. I think you see some points on the board in that game. Okay. All right. Nice. All right. All right, all right, all right. We're going to get some points in that game. I like sco- I like seeing points. Uh, my first wide receiver, I went Justin Jefferson. I almost did that too, but no. Okay. No, I did not. Um, I, I think this game has the potential to be reasonably high scoring. I think there's, uh, as Nick mentioned, Minnesota is 
poor against the Blitz, so Kirk Cousins is going to have to get rid of the ball. So it feels like his best weapon is going to get some love out of that as he's getting rid of the ball, getting rid of the ball. It's a fair point. He's no Shaheen Falcon, 200 miles an hour while diving. Well, sure, he certainly doesn't have the dive speed for sure, but he is quite quite speedy for a human being that's not a Shaheen Falcon. (laughs) But 8,900, and this one, again, it kind of came out of I had these other – cheap plays it plugged in first and i was like i just have gobs of money to spend like i was down to my wide receiver and flex and defense and just had a gobs of money left to spend yeah and was like okay i guess i'm gonna get an elite wide receiver and uh yeah it went well well fi- you'll find out about my flex mm. but yeah that's I can't my wide wait. receiver i one. can't wait to find out we have the same flex uh my wide receiver one is uh hollywood brown right so i gotta i gotta set up my stack in this arizona seattle game Hollywood Brown is hands down uh, Kyler Murray's favorite target. Kyler, he's got 28 catches in his last three games. That's pretty goddamn good. 28 catches over uh, 306 yards and two touchdowns. He's had at least 10 targets in four straight games. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't know who the fuck on Seattle's defense can cover him. Hell no. Set up that stack, baby. (coughs) Set that stack. Uh, speaking of stacks, I'll just sit you with my stack next. I got Darius Slayton. Oh. Ryan with Danny Dimes, 3,800. Yeah. But the wide receiver room is not insanely healthy on the G-Men, so why do I feel like this is just like every year for the G-Men now? I don't even know what's going on with their wide receivers. Like whole like wide ev- receiver every rooms week. are just being wiped out on the New York Giants every year. Yeah. Wandale Robinson should be back soon. Kadarius Tony, like he's just questionable every week. And it, they always just say he's, like, a limited participant in practice. And then by sun, by Sunday, they're like, yeah, he's out. It's so weird. I have a sneaky suspicion that I think Brian Dayball fucking hates him. Oh. Like, I think he, like, doesn't try in practice and, like, dogs it. And Dayball's like, I don't fucking care if you were a first-round draft pick. You're not playing. I like that. That's I have a- nothing to back this up, by the way. Yeah. It just seems like... Ubsubs- uh, unsubstantiated. Non- unsubstantiated. Thank you. That <laughs> came out poorly. I don't know. I don't know why somebody that talented that was a first round pick would just never play. Yeah, that makes especially when they say he's like, I mean, he's practicing. Like he doesn't have any right. serious injuries. I yep. don't know. Well, in the meantime, I like Darius Slayton to have a good week here. All right, into it. And for thirty eight hundred, I just I, I love finding a really cheap guy or two to talk about every week. And if I'm wrong, then it's a dart that you threw and you're wrong, and that happens. But uh, yeah, that's my wide receiver dip. I, I didn't realize that I had so many connections to my national animals. But uh, the, my second wide receiver is uh, $6,100 Chris Godwin. So I'm very much of the notion that the Buccaneers jump out to a quick lead. Last week, I, like you picked Gabe Davis, and I was apprehensive about taking a Buffalo Bill in that game because I assumed that they would get out to a big lead and just stop throwing the ball, right? Well, it didn't fucking matter because – put up so much goddamn offense before they got out to a big lead that I think you got a 98-yard touchdown from Gabe Davis on, like, the second play of the game. Yeah, I was driving somewhere because I had left here and was en route during the 1 o'clock kickoffs, basically, to my next destination, and you texted me, 98-yard bomb to Davis. And I was like, hell yeah, sweet, okay. Yeah, like, Buffalo was up 31-3 to at halftime. Josh Allen still threw for 424 yards and four touchdowns. So... I think that the the mute swan wooden shoes Steelers defense can give up a plenty of fucking offense before the game's even at halftime. 
right? I agree. So I'm going Chris Godwin. I think that he's a little bit more advantageous uh, price-wise than Mike Evans. And I'm kind of optimistic that it's time to time to get him in, in a groove, if you will. And I motherfucking will. Thank you for that, man. Hey, you're welcome. Affirmations from friends are nice. Uh, wide receiver three. You know I love this guy. I'm just going to keep going around to him. George Pickens. Oh, I like Pickens, too. I like Pickens, man. I know I've just, I won't go into tremendous detail about him. He's yet, in my I second talked about him. Nice. Uh, 4600 Tremendous price tag for a guy that is going to be the most targeted wide receiver on his team for a while now. Do you think he's more targeted than Deontay Johnson? Deontay Johnson gets a lot of targets. Yeah, all right, you're right. Deontay, all right, you're probably right about that, but it's still more a 1A, 1B than anyone would have had it being at this point so, in the season. So I think you're right about that, but I don't find it that surprising because uh, Deontay Johnson is going to be a free agent at the end of this year. The Steelers don't fucking give big contracts to wide receivers. No, man. It's not going to so, change. Well, they're really good at drafting him, so yeah. next man up. Fuck it. So I think that Pickens' role – I mean, this plays into what you're getting at, but I think Pickens' role will continue to – evolve with a positive nature as the year goes on yep so getting in while it's sub five g's man 4600 in a game that pittsburgh should be throwing the ball a lot because they're gonna be down i'm right around that price tag i'm at 4500 marquez valdez scantling is he gonna finally do stuff nick are you planting your flag? This is the MVS week, finally? Bro, I mean, he had six catches on eight targets for 90 yards on Monday. I think that, That's uh, true. I All mean, right. obviously he was overshadowed by Travis Kelsey's four goddamn touchdowns. But I, I think that Buffalo is, I would assume that Buffalo schemes to try to take Kelsey out of the game as much as possible, right? Like, if you're if you're the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, like, you just say, who do we stop on this team? And it's it's that's who it is, right? Yeah. Um. Juju is not playing out well in Kansas City, right? I think that uh, the Chiefs and Mahomes are finally starting to lean toward the fact that they should be targeting MBS more. And ultimately, while I shared earlier that I didn't want to go heavy on this game because I think everybody is going to, I wanted to get a piece of it, right? Like, I don't yeah, want to leave this game alone. So I want, to, I want to find myself in a spot where probably not a lot of people land, and I don't think that a $4,500 MVS is a route that most people would take to, to get a piece of this game, right? Yeah, man. I uh, I was tempted by it, too, but I've just been – I had too much MVS exposure in regular fantasy, and I've played him once or twice in DFS already and haven't really gotten there yet. So I'm finally just at a point where I'm just – I'm personally cooling it on MVS until I really see it. You're, you're a burnt. woman scorned. I'm, I'm, I'm a lady scorned for sure. Yeah, Hell hath no fury. I'm a little scorned, but I hope I hope you're right, and I hope this is the game that's like, oh, no, MVS is what Nick and I hoped he could be coming into the year. So fingers crossed. I hope you're right about this. I hope the play goes well, but I am. I'm burnt. I'm burnt. <laughs> Your baby boy's burnt. Eh, it happens. B3. Tight ends? You have Mark Andrews? I don't. Oh, I, I thought that was going to be your. You got your giant stack, and I know you've got money, so I thought Andrews was your bring back. I was i I was tempted by I was tempted by that, but I and I was going to go cheaper flex to get Andrews, and I wound up flipping it pretty last minute. Okay. 
because I like what David Njoku is continuing that's to do. That's my goddamn tight end. Nice. Dude, that's hilarious. I, I like what he's been continuing to do for cheap. So I'm like... I don't know why his price tag isn't higher, right? Like, Agreed. Four Gs. His last three weeks, he's put up 23.9, 10.7, and 14.8 fantasy points. And his price tag is still only 4,000? Yep. Like, that's crazy consistent for a tight end. Yeah, so my, I, like I said, my initial thoughts were go Mark Andrews at tight end and go cheaper at flex. But when I saw the 4K for Njoku... I just couldn't resist the price tag. He's 20 so I, catches his last three weeks. Yeah. 20 catch, and his worst week was 73 yards. Why? That's not a $4,000 tight end. Agreed. So, so I'm going to keep riding that till his price tag rises. There's, like, there's just a few guys that I look at and I'm like, I feel like I'm just going to be playing these guys for a few weeks. I was going to put Tyler Lockett in my lineup again. And I'm like, I can't, like, we can't, do, I, I'm just going to talk about t- Tyler Lockett every fucking week. Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, He's the same thing, though, right? Nice. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, so then to finish out, since we both had David and Joku there, and we're continued Joku lovers. We're not going to match up here because I, I have a cheap. Okay. Flex. Uh, my flex. Well, give us your cheap one first then. It's my bring back, right? I've got my, uh, I've got my, my Cardinals stack, and uh, I, I did not bring it back with Tyler Lockett. I, I brought it back with Kenneth Walker. Um, Kenneth Walker had eight carries for 88 yards after Rashad Penny got hurt last week. You know how I feel about the Cardinals defense up the middle. Uh, I don't, I'm a little bit nervous that, you know, Pete Carroll gets weird and all of a sudden like DJ Dallas is on the field and gets carries that you don't see coming. But I feel comfortable assuming Kenneth Walker gets a bulk of the work, 5,400 bucks. Sick, nasty. Uh, I got Aaron Jones to finish. There we go. 7,600. Um, for all the reasons Nick (coughs) talked about a bit ago, I'm high on Aaron Jones to... Have a good week. I, I too, feel that they should be leaning on him heavier than they are currently. I think he proved last year he can handle a heavy-ass workload. Give the man the rock. Let's go. It's another podcast I, I listened to that uh, one of the guys liked Aaron Jones to score two touchdowns at plus 500 this week. I thought that was, that was an interesting thought. At plus five, that's pretty tempting. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my big finish on that one. Want to tell them about the secondary? So the secondary only has three differences from my first one. <laughs> this is just like a variant. This is a 1.0 and 2.0 version of this lineup, essentially. Um. Okay. I'm laughing because I have, I have something very similar. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. So the 2.0 of, my ver- of this lineup goes Bengals defense instead of 49ers defense. Yeah, see, I told you earlier, Bang- underrated defense. Yeah, no, I'm with I'm, I'm with you on that. Bengals at 3100. Fuck Taysom Hill. Uh, and then it replaces Danny Dimes with Josh Allen. <laughs> this is the get up in this Bills right. Chiefs game version. Uh, and then Jeff Wilson, Ramondre Stevenson stay, and I sub Justin Jefferson out for Gabe Davis at 6500. Uh, it's interesting. So, so it makes it that that lineup becomes Josh Allen, Jeff Wilson, Ramon J. Stevenson, Gabe Davis, George Pickens, Darius Slayton, David Njoku, Aaron Jones, Bengals defense is what that lineup becomes. I, I have one that's a good bit different that I want to share, but I also have one that, that just like you only has a couple differences and actually also has Gabe Davis. But the the only two differences from the lineup I just shared is – Instead of Ramondre, $5,800 Brees Hall. And instead of Godwin, $6,500 Gabe Davis. So 
it, it's got two pieces of that game. But, uh, yeah, the, the Davis for Godwin, Hall for Stevenson. This other lineup that I like, it, it just kind of fits everything that I've talked about. Not everything, but it fits a lot of what I've talked about earlier. So I can blast through it in a hurry, right? Just like the Bills-Steelers game where Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, all those guys went ham despite the fact that they annihilated Pittsburgh. I went with the lineup that forecasts a similar outcome. So I've got Brady, double stack. Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin with a George Pickens bring back. Damn. Uh, running backs, Kenneth Walker, Saquon. 7700 I was able to squeeze a $7,700 Saquon in there. Still David Njoku, still the Jaguars defense. And I, I maintained my thought process of wanting to get a little uncommon piece of the Bills-Chiefs game, and I, I threw a $5,900 Devin Singletary into the lineup. The Chiefs are really shitty at stopping running backs who can catch the ball. They give up, I think, the, I think the worst number of receptions per game to running backs. Dang, yeah, because he's real good at that. Right? Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, three weeks ago he had nine catches against the Dolphins. So. Shit, yeah, man, that's fun. That's fun. That's I think that's a fun one as well. But hell yeah, dude, we DFS real good, which of course, last but not least, leads to the Destiny's Child Survivor section here. Do you have any idea how angry I am about the fact that I said the smart thing to do was take the Bills, but I'm going to take the Jaguars anyway? Yeah, you announced it and then you lost. Yeah. To a guy that took the bills. He yeah. listens to the fucking podcast. Yeah, regularly. I, it's like he, one of, I told him how to beat me in the oh. guy, on air. Well, he he told me, he's like, I was going to take the bills anyway, but I laughed really hard when I listened to that because he was like, yeah, I took the bills. Like, yep. That's, that's ridiculous. Good call. Did a smart thing there. Uh, uh. I don't know. It's so stupid because I, I spent the previous four weeks explaining why you just take the safe pick and let it figure itself out later in the year. Yep, and then and then in week five, week five I still like, said that was the right thing to do, but I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do something else anyway. I'm going to get cute. What the? I mean, it wasn't that cute, right? Although Houston does kind of have Jacksonville's number for who fucking knows what reason. Who fucking knows what reason? I don't know. Well, all right, so... I do have I do have a couple other ones that I'm still alive in, but for the for this case of the show, we'll just we'll stick to the trend that I'm done. I'm out of that one. But uh, this week, I would be on Tampa Bay. That's where I would go. Yes. I would be on the Rams this week. Oh fuck, PJ Walker, man, I, I'm harsh on people, dude. PJ Walker, you don't like PJ Walker? I don't like PJ Walker. Former no. XFL MVP. It's pretty Phillip, badass. Philip Walker. That is pretty badass, and I do have a lot of reverence for the XFL. P.J. Walker started two games. He's won them both by at least 20 points. Jesus. I would I would bet, if I were going to, I'm not interested in this game, but I would take the Panthers plus 10.5 if I were forced to pick something in this game. Good to know. I don't know. The Rams don't do a lot to impress me, believe it or not. I know they don't. We've talked about this before. But, yeah, I like the Rams to win at home. That'd be my that's the of the list. I look at the favorites, and I'm like, that's one that if I'm going to get the Rams, this is the week I'd want to take them. We I think the Panthers are rather bad. We didn't recap our plays from last week. That's oh, how we're yeah. supposed to start the show. Well, we can finish the we show. Finish with that. the show. That's fine. Well, we'll put them in somewhere. We'll, people can have the recap. I did poorly. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> uh, D is one and three. Yeah. 
Did poorly. One surprise, surprise. Uh, you you were really, on a scale of 1 to 10, you were all over the map, right? Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would give you a 1 for Lions money line. Yeah, agree. That was a bad Man, decision by me, for sure. Yeah. Although, I hate when I say things like this, because it sounds fucking stupid as hell, but that game was a lot closer than 26 nothing. I didn't really get to see much of it, to be honest. I'm pretty sure the Lions went for it on fourth down five times and never converted. Oof. Like, there were a lot of times when they were in scoring territory. Uh, that was a loss. Uh, your weird shadow play of box by 0 to 6 or 7 to 12 in the first half barely came up empty at, uh, against Atlanta. That was a loss. Giants plus 8. Easy win. Easy win for the, uh, well, maybe the second worst 401 team in the NFL, but not the worst. But not the worst. Tyree Kill, touchdown scorer, no dice. No dice there. Raheem Mostert scored. He did. Uh, I, I cooled off a little bit, two and two. Still haven't had a losing record this year. I'm really bummed by how this played out. It's going to sound like I'm making excuses, but there were some some bad luck fucking things that went down. I, I had the Commanders plus two and a half. They lost by four. They had the ball on first and goal from the two-yard line with 20 seconds left, and fucking Carson Wentz goes incomplete pass, incomplete pass, interception. So I got Wentz, which I announced was a concern by making that play. It's always of concern. If Carson Wentz is your quarterback, you can get Wentz. Honestly, the first two passes that were incomplete, those both could have been fucking intercepted also. I mean, if you, like, watch the end of that game, you'll be like, what? Wentz really wanted to Wentz you. I got Wentz. Ravens minus three. I was really excited about that spot. They won by two. Um... I'm not going to argue that they should have won by more, but there was a play late in the fourth quarter where uh, I think Devin Duvernay was, like, wide open in the end zone and Lamar overthrew him, which doesn't happen often. But shit happens sometimes, man. The NFL, it's not it's not an easy league to bet on, right? I mean, sometimes that kind of thing is, it's, you know, ball bounces weird ways once in a while. Aaron Jones over 59 and a half. That got home. Not by a ton. Not by a ton. That was closer than I expected, but it got there. <clears throat> and uh, Cowboys plus five and a half. Outright winner, which I think I said was a fair money line play last week. You did indeed, sir. Two you, and two. Uh, you did indeed. Two and two. That's right. Hey, still good for you. No losing weeks yet. Through five weeks. Uh-uh. Into uh-uh. week six. Here we go. Well, thank you guys and gals so much for listening to another installment of D2B2 Sports out here. Part of Good Fun Media, getting down upon the get down. If you like what you're hearing and you continue to dig that shit, press all the buttons, man. Like, follow, subscribe, comment. All those motherfucking buttons. Press, do them all. Just I go get, ham. I get so Rufus Hornero'd up when people hit the buttons. Dude, he's full-scale birding it right now. Pushes my buttons. Yeah. Man, you found just like the horniest-sounding birds you could, too, didn't you? Fuck yeah. Rufus dude. Hornero, uh, Rockcock. <laughs> what, what was that one? What was, the, what was that other bird? The... Uh, the Andes cock of the rock. The Andes cock of the rock. Yes, of course. The Andes cock of the rock. Uh, the Andes cock of the rock also wants to thank you for listening. And we want to hear what other birds sound sexual to you in the comments. Hit us with the most sexual sounding birds in the comments. Uh, Nick and I also talked about off air that next week we're going to swap. I want to see his national lampoon inspiration 
and he's going to get to see my national animal influence as we're going to swap our building methods for the week. I'm just going to be flat out honest with you. I have no recollection of talking about this, but I'm super down. Oh, that might have been while we were uh, well, while the spirits were flowing the other night. But, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, that's uh, that's going to go down as well. But I'm in. I had fun with this. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And uh, let us know what you thought all up in the comments and stuff. And check us out on Twitter and Instagram at D2B2Sports. And as always, you stay classy, planet Earth. checking out another episode of d2b2 sports make sure to check out some of the other fun stuff we're doing here at good fun media we've got after the laugh track our sitcom fandom podcast dropping new episodes every thursday and coming soon morons of the multiverse our marvel cinematic universe fandom podcast see you later